This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. We learned a critical lesson from a human tragedy. Exposure in the womb to chemicals that mimic hormones have hidden and lifelong consequences. The story goes, pregnant women were given the synthetic hormone diethylsilbestrol, or DES, to prevent miscarriage in the 1940s. It took 60 years for doc- for, to realize the harm of this practice that women exposed to DES in the womb, known as DES daughters, had an increased risk for breast cancer later in life. Now we know exposing pregnant women to hormone-like chemicals like DES was a big mistake. But studies show women's regular exposure to other kinds of hormone-mimicking chemicals, like those in plastics or in personal care products, also alter breast growth and increase cancer risk. What can we do to prevent the next insert chemical name here, generation of daughters? Because 60 years is too long to wait to find out whether an exposure could increase our cancer risk. Our research plan will use what we as researchers and advocates already value about measuring altered breast growth and bring it into chemical safety testing. Then, companies and policymakers can use this knowledge too. We value the rodent mammary gland because it is a top-notch biological indicator and as a good model for the human breast can show us in the most sensitive way a chemical's potential to influence women's health and breast cancer risk. Like the way we see growth rings in a tree, each layer and its position or thickness reveals something about the life history of the organism, its interaction with the environment, and perhaps can predict its fate. Altered mammary gland growth is the endpoint for prevention, breast cancer prevention, we need in chemical safety testing. That's because today's testing asks two main questions. One, does a chemical unlock the initial hormone response? And two, does that chemical cause tumors? For one, unlocking the initial hormone response is not specific enough to predict sensitive changes in tissue that can happen later in life, like in the breast. And if we only focus on cancer growth, where's the prevention in that? Our research plan builds on the past efforts of CBCRP and Dr. Sue Fenton. We want to bring together many research labs to develop best practices for measuring altered mammary gland growth following chemical exposure. While this research plan may sound simple, inconsistent knowledge and perceived difficulty of measuring altered gland growth prevents its use in chemical safety testing. That without standard measurements, a drinking water guideline set this past year was 17 times less protective against changes in the mammary gland because those changes were labeled as a developing topic. Clearly, we need to develop this topic so that all of us, researchers, advocates, and policymakers agree to connect the dots between altered breast growth and cancer risk. Now, while womb exposure was critical in the case of DES daughters, other windows of breast growth are significantly vulnerable to chemical exposure, preconception, puberty, and pregnancy. Connecting chemical exposure to altered breast growth in these other windows will connect, um, will finally close the decades-long gap between exposure and risk to promote lifespan protection. And together, we can make prevention happen now. Thank you.
Thank you so much. So any questions from the, uh, the judges? Are you thinking? I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> well, let me ask one. Um, uh, let's see. Where am I? Okay. Uh, and this would be so fabulous if it was created, obviously. And your idea about how it be a standard in the world would be mm-hmm. terrific. Um, what do you think is the current government climate is that's going to impact making this a standard? Well, I think- it's such a lovely government climate right now. Right. I think um, just talking about the states, they're already trying to be more proactive. I think they can drive, if you're talking about the federal government, hopefully some of this change when we're talking about emerging chemicals that can affect breast cancer and breast health. Um, So I think, well, that's also the value of working with CBCRP on this. I think in California, this is a perfect climate for something like this to finally be taken up and used and implemented. Um, So I think it would be a great place to do that here. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and is there any history uh, that you, or you, uh, something simple you could tell us, except that it's about women, <laughs> that is the history of why mammary glands have, glands have not been included in chem- chemical testing? I'm sure you could give us a long lecture about right. that. But. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you for that question. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think like I said, perceived difficulty of making the measurements. It's said that it's difficult to just even dissect the organ out of the animal. However, there are other organs that are dissected out of the animal to look at the integrity of the tissue. So I think that's kind of doesn't have a ton of basis in terms of having it prevented from being used in chemical safety testing. Um, I think what is great about this, and actually the National Academy of Sciences has advocated this just as early as 2017 right now, where they said, we need to actually do evidence integration and look at what researchers are doing to measure these changes and actually kind of standardize them, which is what I'm proposing to do to harmonize the approaches to measuring them so that it's more accessible um, for everyone to be doing. So, And bringing many researchers together will increase confidence in making those measurements so that companies and policymakers can have access to that information and tools. Um, yeah. I like it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and also on your plaque, it says for you, Andrea Heinemann and Jessica Helm as well. Yes, my colleague Jessica Helm. Um, and I will say, as a plug for um, how this could be implemented for um, SES, socioeconomic disadvantaged populations of women who are affected by breast cancer, my colleague Jessica Helm just published a paper about how products, personal care products, target certain populations of women to fit our cultural ideals of what women should look like. Um, And so I think by making this intervention at the level of companies and policymakers to make this information accessible will be the type of intervention that this would lead to. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I also apologize if there were other co-presenters for these awards. I apologize if I didn't mention your name. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.